I, uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, taking time out of your schedule. Uh, I'll try and g- keep this brief, but uh, what I want to do uh, today is give us a little bit of, of a look at the past and give us a glimpse of, of where we're going. And I thought before I started, and it'll give me a little bit of perspective, how many of you have been with us since the very beginning? You were part of the original group that met out at the Davis home, just stand up, stand up where you're at for a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. How how many of you were with us uh, when we met out at Julia's at the mall? How many of you have been with us since then? Well, let's see. Go ahead, stand up again. All right. <laughs> you're gonna feel like uh, Jack in the Box here. All right, uh, Liz, how many of you joined us at Lewis and Clark uh, Community College? All right. Alton Little Theater? Yeah, there we go. Alton High School, how many of you joined us then? All right, and how many of you have joined us since uh, opening out at this site? Let me see. All right, all right, cool, cool. All right, I just wanted to, I wanted to get a little perspective. Thanks, you can, you can sit down. So. You know, this year has been amazing. Uh, as I've watched things expanding, watching people get connected with one another, and most important, lives being changed, uh, eternity being marked, um, I wish everybody had the perspective that I get, because I get to hear those stories uh, on on just about a weekly basis. And uh, what I want to do is kind of go through some stats, and these are numbers, okay? But numbers give us perspective, and they serve as benchmarks to let us know how we are doing as a church. Stats are not important for stats' sake, okay? It's about individuals. It's about families whose lives are being impacted by what Faith Fellowship's doing and what God's doing through this church. And so uh, let's look at attendance stats uh, real quick. Uh, This kind of looks like the stock market in reverse, uh, you might notice. And... uh, you know, we started with a small small group of 43 people, and uh, the first year we averaged uh, 141 people per Sunday. Now, if you jump to 2008, at that point we were averaging 228 every Sunday. Presently, we're averaging 324. In fact, we had our record attendance uh, in February of 353, Today we had 351, if that gives you perspective. Um, Since opening this site, we have seen a 62% jump in in our attendance. We're seeing new people every weekend. Uh, Our kids' zone is, the attendance is kind of following the same trajectory. Um, If you look at that, the uh, fact is that The first year as a church, we averaged about 33 children. By children, I'm talking about nursery to uh, middle school, okay? 
And uh, 2008, we were averaging 48 in, in the zone. And since we've opened out here, we're averaging 64. Um, what you need to understand about kids' numbers is they're very volatile. You know, they, they will fluctuate a lot. If it's a holiday weekend, uh, the numbers can spike. And so when they're real low, it means you got, you got higher, higher spikes. Give you a little bit of a perspective. Since January of this year, the kids zone has served over 158 different kids. So does that tell you what kind of fluctuations happen in there? Um, the, uh, we've seen a 52% jump in, in our kids that are participating in the zone since, since opening. Uh, they, again, we're seeing new, new people every week, new families, individuals. We're seeing new kids every week. The mission of the church, we've said, is twofold. That's to reach people for Christ and to help people mature in, in their faith. Attendance stats tell you if you're reaching people for Christ. You know, if you're, you're touching lives uh, just in, in numbers it, it is a number thing. I, I have never made an apology. When I lay it down at the end of my life, I want to have reached as many people, touched as many people as I possibly can with, with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I don't think that's anything that we should ever be embarrassed about. It's we want to reach as many people as we can. The second part of our mission as a church is growing people in their faith. Now, this is a little harder to, to track. Uh, I'll always look at things like... Uh, People, are people serving in ministry? Uh, are people in a small group? Uh, are, are people giving? Because those are all things that tell us we're growing in, in, in our faith. They're all areas of growth uh, that, that you, you tend to uh, look at. You know, presently we have 149 people that volunteer in this church. That, that's just staggering to, to me. Um, they... You know, the, that is not normal for, for a church. Uh, every time I'm with different teams, it just amazes me of the people that are, that are giving of themselves to, to make a difference. Uh, small groups are expanding. We're, we're adding new teams and new, new groups on a regular basis since January. Uh, 101 different people have participated in home teams. That's, that's pretty amazing. Uh, a, the uh, giving of the church continues to increase. And I, I've said this before, last frontier. That's always the last frontier that, that people go, okay, God's God of this and this and this in my life. And finally, we give that to God. Um, quick look at our, our budget. Uh, budget for 2009 is 341500 And uh, I don't know what your church experience has been. But for Faith Fellowship, the budget is general operating money. It, it, it is the ministry money. It's the dollars that, that make things happen. It is not talking about capital money, money to pay off the, the building. We call it imagined money or imagined dollars here to, that take care of the physical uh, facility of paying interest and paying down the loan. Budget is a guideline. It's a guideline. It is not in stone. 
uh, as ministries are growing and needs increase, we make adjustments. Uh, you know, we'll make them midstream. Uh, we can make them tomorrow if we needed to. If there, there's a need in the church, in one of our teams, and they go, look, we need this to do effective ministry, then we make those, we make those shifts. Uh, that way we can respond very rapidly. I, it always bothered me as a pastor to be, you know, in March, and you're sitting there talking like we'll take our kids on. You're talking to the kids on. They go, you know, we need this to do effective ministry. And we say, well, come back and see us next year. We'll, we'll address that next January and see if we can do something for you. It doesn't make sense. Uh, so we have set up a budget that is a guideline, and it moves us toward, and it, it has worked very effective for us uh, over, over the years. Ten percent of the budget goes to missions. Um, I always had a problem with uh, churches that keep keep their money here. You know, just as I believe God calls us to give our 10%, I believe as a church we're to be faithful to that. And so whatever comes through our, our door for our general operating goes back out into missions. And we focus on four areas, international missions, local, regional, and, and crisis. And it's kind of evenly, evenly cut up there. Um, the uh, mission budget for for this year, we're we're dedicating uh, 300 and let, pull pull the next screen up there for me. Thank you. Yeah, we've got uh, 30,200 that'll that'll go out into missions. Now, if we bring in more money than that this year, this is just what we anticipate. Then that number, of course, will increase uh, accordingly. You notice the, the local missions that we're supporting this year and regional, the international. We're, we're trying to create a relationship uh, in the Uganda area so that uh, with each of these ministries, not only do we want money going to those ministries, but we want relationships with those ministries. And that's something we're going to work really hard at uh, this year. And uh, try and make a difference because we, we believe this is very biblical that God says, you know what, you need, you need to take care of what's happening locally. You need to be looking with broader eyes. Uh, when you're watching CNN, for instance, it should bother us not only when we have a flood in the River Bend area, but it should bother us when we see floods or catastrophes or people starving on the other side of the planet. It, it, there's something terribly wrong if we watch and we go, oh, well, you know, Japan, they had a, they had a flood, and, and it, we just blow it off. Uh, and so that's part of what we're trying to do in missions, to say, you know, God's concerned about everything in, in the world. Now, I want to shift gears and look at a uh, little bit about our building, um, kind, of, kind of the dust has settled and, and where we're at with, with that. Um, we bought 18.6 acres out here, 340,000. Uh, the building, and by building, I'm talking about the building itself, site development, driveways, parking lots, what have you. Uh, we've got uh, 2,800,000. And then outfitting, that is acoustics, sound, video, furnishings. Uh, uh, we're going to be doing landscaping. 
and that number's already up there, but we've got landscaping we, we still have to do in the sign, and that's built into the cost that, that you're seeing there. So when the dust settles, the whole project is 3334000 And um, presently, our, our debt is 2.9. All right? Now, I want to kind of kind of explain. We we made a decision when we were when we were building out here that uh, we needed to be near an interstate. That's how come we bought the land where we did. We wanted to be local to the River Bend area, but we also wanted to have a regional outreach, long range, and so we knew it was important that it was easy to get here, and um, that that has proven proven so. Uh, I've had folks, you know, in Fairview Heights area, and they say we just cut their trip in half almost uh, because we're so close to the interstate. And uh, so that's been a plus. We made a decision we were going to build as big of an auditorium as as we could possibly afford. And then we made a decision to build the commons area knowing that we would use the commons as children's space out there that... Uh, Usually the game plan, and I'm, I'm not knocking this game plan, I'm just saying this is the normal game plan, is you try and do everything, your first step. And so what you do is you go, wish we could have had an auditorium this size, but what, what we can really afford if we do everything is we can afford an auditorium that will seat 250 people. And we'd like to have a nice gathering area, but... This is what we can afford, so you cut it in half. And then you build a small children's space. And then you put some offices in and, they, you know, what have you. And then if we were in that today, we would have outgrown everything at this point and would be, be in a mess. And so we, we understood as leaders that one of the things we needed to do was to build a multi-purpose space, our common area, for, for our kids, that it was going to get some pressure on it. We knew that. It wasn't a surprise. We didn't uh, land out here and go, wow, we got kids. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we knew this. And um, we also knew that uh, at some point we would outgrow this auditorium, but we can move to multiple services at, at a point. But the bottlenecks that we have, and, and this is... Uh, kind of looking at the near future, and here, here's, here's what I know about the near future, okay? We have an immediate need for parking. Most of you probably don't even realize that we, we have had Sundays where we're, we're going, okay, where do, where do we park? Um, we know that, that uh, we need that. We know we need more space for our nursery and our children and, and our, our youth zone. Uh, we know that our Imagine campaign, our commitments, will carry us through the end of September. And so what I know is that I'm back in a capital campaign for this fall, looking at three-year commitments. We know that our interest and our principal payments are 22000 a month, almost 23000 The things that I know, have been, been in ministry a long time, have been through a lot of capital campaigns, is 
this fall we can raise somewhere between a million and a million and a half. That's what I know. It's not rocket science. You, you look at your annual budget and you, you crunch numbers. Uh, this congregation uh, really, you know, I've said to you, it's made it a joy. Uh, it makes it easy to be because people are giving. People step up. People uh, Rarely do I have to go find someone to step into a position. You know, they're just going, where can I serve? What can I do? Um, we know that we have to get rid of the bottlenecks. The bottlenecks that are going to keep us from growing and keep us from reaching people, one's parking. Uh, we're addressing that even as we speak. Uh, in, the, in the next week or two, three weeks before Easter, we're going to have another 56, is it 56? I'm looking for, is that right, 56 spots? 55, something like that. Thank you. Uh, It'll be rock. It'll be on the, the back side here uh, initially. Uh, we'll probably do some double parking of asking some of us that get here really early, like uh, pull in and then someone can park right behind me. Now, I'm not getting out of there until they move, but we'll, we'll do some creative things to try and open up some, some of the parking uh, because we know that will keep us from growing. If you can't park, you're in trouble. <laughs> you know, you pull in, you go, well, nowhere to park. I guess I'll go down the street. Um, so we've got to get rid of that blockade. And then we have to address our, our children because as they're growing, first of all, uh, those of you that are working in the zone, I, I appreciate because you're having to set up uh, after everybody rolls in here and, you know, we know this is, is short-term. Uh, we know that we, we have to address that in, in our next move. And one of a couple things. One, we look at somewhere of adding 100, 125, 130 parking spots, and then we look at space for our children. Um, now, I can't tell you because if I knew what we could raise, I could give you good answers right now. But we're doing some research between now and this fall to say, okay, are we looking at portables? Uh, we may have to look at portables, bringing in portable units, large rooms that can handle uh, a lot of kids, maybe pull in a couple of those initially. That would be temporary space so that we can continue to expand, so we can move to multiple services. Uh, it, it could be that we could do like pre-engineered building and it become transitional space. It's not the ideal space we would like to build, but it will give our kids a place, and then at some point we build the kid-centric area and we transition it into storage, office, uh, you know, uh, stage design, those, those types of things. Um, ideally, we build a place that's kid-centric, that you just go, man, that screams kids. That is all about them. Uh, we're talking wide open space, but that is just dialed into them. You and I walk in there and go, eh, I don't know about this, but the kids, it fits where they're at, and it gives great teaching environments uh, for, for our children. One of the things that we knew we, we wanted to do is to put a high priority on, on the kids with that. And um, so, like I said, we're, we're not sure what that step is. We've got to do research. That's what we'll do over the next few months so that we can go, okay, 
these appear to be the options that we've got that make sense. Um, so a uh, couple uh, housekeeping things, if we could, because I wasn't sure where to put those. Parking. Again, when we get the rock put in, I would ask as many of you as will park on the rock. I know you go, oh, I'll have to wash my car and all that, but park on the rock so that we can make folks that are here for the first time, they're able to park in a, in a good position that, that's comfortable for them. Uh, if any of you want to join me, I park over at the little house and walk over. Do not cut through the, the, the grass. You'll get muddy, okay? We just know that from experience. But um, walk on the sidewalk, walk on the sidewalk, and, you know, join in. It's short term, and uh, we, could, we could take some pressure off uh, of our parking right now, all right? Uh, especially Easter, you know, carpool, ride together. Uh, we're trying to get a game plan, and I'll talk about it uh, Palm Sunday, the Sunday before Easter, trying to get a game plan in place because uh, everything tells us we got to free up some parking, seriously, uh, for Easter so that uh, guests are, are comfortable. Uh, we're making some shifts in the cafe. Again, we've known this all along. At some point, we knew that what we're doing we can't do for 500 people or 1,000 people or whatever. And so we're going to start the transitioning uh, of that. There will still be free coffee. Don't panic. There will be free coffee and, and uh, tea, juice, uh, and like donut holes. Is that right? Or some, something to, to that extent, donut holes. Uh, and we're going to set up a different, some other locations for that. We're going to start transitioning the cafe. You know, we've always said, or I, I talk about Starbucks, but you could think uh, uh, bread company, that kind of a experience where you could go in and get a nice pastry or a muffin, uh, could get a cappuccino, um, those types of things. We're going to start implementing some of that, just kind of a process, uh, little by little. Uh, next week, we're going to start with... Uh, cappuccinos and uh, a few pastry items, and then each each week we'll we'll you know take a couple weeks and then introduce something new until one of these days we'll look over there and go that looks a lot like Starbucks over there and uh, you know for for some you'll go hmm, I could care less and other people they'll be man I can't get here early enough uh, they'll be be excited so they they won't have to make their stop on the on the way here so. Uh, again, those are, those are transition points. We are not, hear this, we are not selling stuff to, to make dollars. We're, we're just going to try and cover our costs. Uh, somewhere down the road, you know, we may build in so that we actually take that money and dump it to missions or something. But right now, we're, we're just saying, okay, how do we cover our costs uh, and, and come, out, come out even on that? Um, we got growing pains going on. Anytime a church is growing, it's painful. And not, not everyone gets jazzed up. Uh, you know, people go, oh, it was inconvenience. You know, there are a lot of people had to fight for a parking spot this morning. You know, had to wrestle them to the ground. You know, it's just awful. Uh, that's part of a growing church. I, I have always said there's two reasons that churches get uncomfortable and uh, have these grow, growing pains or dying pains. You know, and I'll take the growing pains any day. 
you know, the, the church is, is moving forward, making a difference. And with that, when change comes, sometimes that, that's hard. Uh, we're, we're trying to get, and you could try and be a voice for this, we're trying to get our, our kids that are in the kids zone, the ones that, that go to that, to gather up together over, over in the area during service so that prior to service we'll have some teachers over here. It's to do two things. One, I just believe when the kids are together, they experience worship in a, in a way that uh, is helpful for them to be connected to one another. Two, it starts freeing up some seats. Uh, I was watching this morning, you know, like I said, we had 351 this morning. Uh, there were some families that come in, they were trying to find a seat for four people. And we had some way down front here, but trust me, if you're brand new, you're like, I do not want to sit down that close. He might spit when he talks, uh, you know, uh, whatever. And, and so we're trying to free up some seats, too. And I would encourage you to pay attention, whether, whether you, especially if you're sitting on the, the ends of the aisles, to kind of watch. And when a family comes in and there's, you know, several of them, Help them at least point out and go, there's some seats over here. They may not want to sit next to you, but, um, you know, point the seats out to them and uh, let, let them know that they're, they're welcome to, to sit there. You know, scoot over, uh, make, make some space. Because uh, there's nothing, how many of you can remember going somewhere, you know, going to see a movie that you wanted to see and you can't even find a seat and people got, you know, coats stacked up and they won't give you the seat that would allow you to sit where you and your family could and you're going, okay, and you end up clear down front, you know, watching the movie and you go, oh, this is awful. So um, part, of, part of us trying to free up some, some space is to pull our kids together because we can even move, move up closer with them and not even be taking up chair, chairs at all. Now... Again, it's not about me. Say that with me. It's not about me. You know, it is one of the things that I believe sets Faith Fellowship apart. And that is, we get that. We're willing to get uncomfortable. I I think that's why, uh, like I said, I wish you could hear people that are coming through the, the doors for the first time. And they'll go, this church is so exciting. You know, people are so positive. Uh, They'll go, there's just something. And I want to say it's that line that we've figured out it's not about us. You know, we've made other people the center point. And we're pointing those other people to Jesus Christ. And we're willing to get out of the way. Um, You know, it makes me proud of this congregation. It... It makes me a little embarrassed when I'm talking to colleagues because the problems we're facing right now as a church are great problems. You know, I had a buddy, I was talking to him, and he said, you got parking issues? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, you can use our parking. He said, nobody uses it hardly. And I said, well, that'd be great, but you're like 100 miles away, you know. <laughs> but seriously, the problems we're facing are great problems. And uh, I don't know what God's got in store for us, but I know whatever it is, it's off the charts. It has been. So 
I'd ask you just to stand up where, where you're at, maybe grab the hand of the person next to you. We'll close in prayer. Uh, I'll hang around uh, out in the lobby if you've got specific questions. Maybe I didn't answer something. I may not know <laughs> the answers to a lot of things, but uh, that's kind of the, the gist of, of where we're heading as a church. Our holy God, we praise you. God, I thank you for each person here, each family. And God, we don't know exactly what our next step is, but you do. And God, sometimes I have to take a big breath to take the next step. But again, I know you're by our side. God, I pray you would continue to lead us, that you'd give us wisdom. And God, I thank you for the strength that you give us. I pray that you would continue to use this church however you would see fit. God, I thank you for the privilege of serving and being part of Faith Fellowship. We give you the glory with all that we say and do. And all God's people said, Amen.